This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Thursday, the 2nd of June. In your sport today, big names defect for the Rebel Golf Tour. Super Netball's grand final is up for sale. Rabs shuts the gate on his commentating career. And the spelling bee is back. This is your sport today. One of the biggest stories of the year to date has been around the Saudi-backed Rebel Golf Tour led by Aussie legend Greg Norman. There has been loads of speculation about who will join the tour, which is at odds with the PGA and European tours, but we now know the field for the first event. Loose, there are some pretty huge names and four Aussies as well. Names don't get much bigger than two-time major winner Dustin Johnson. He won the Masters in 2020 and is ranked 13th in the world and is the biggest surprise among the 42 golfers announced for the LIV Golf Invitational in London, which starts next week. Former world number one players Martin Keimer and Lee Westwood are also in, as well as Masters champion Sergio Garcia and 16 players ranked in the top 100. Matt Jones, Jed Morgan, Wade Ormsby and Blake Windred are the Aussies competing for the $35 million prize purse, but there is no Phil Mickelson. He's still on a break from golf after his controversial comments about the Rebel Tour were made public back in February. Yep, that's right. But there are still six spots open, so who knows? He might play just yet. Uh, This is a pretty big deal to get Johnson because he's going against the PGA Tour, which denied players a request to compete in the Rebel Tour. So what's that mean for Johnson, Luce, and the other PGA players? Well, the PGA Tour threatened suspensions and even lifetime bans for players who join the rival tour. We probably won't know the punishments until the event starts next Wednesday. Johnson had pledged his allegiance to the PGA Tour in February, but his agent released a statement which said Johnson believes it's in his and his family's best interests to pursue it. There are more than a dozen PGA Tour players in the Rebel event, so we could see lots of top golfers out of the Men's US Open that starts less than a week later. Yeah, it's very much watch this space at the moment. Uh, The Women's US Open starts tonight in North Carolina. We've got eight Aussies in the field. Minji Lee and Hannah Green are ones to watch. Uh, You can watch the first round from 3 a.m. tomorrow morning on Foxtel and KO. To Netball now, and News Corp is reporting that the Super Netball Grand Final hosting rights have been sold with just two weeks left in the regular season. Loose, tell us where it's heading. Well, we're still waiting to hear from Netball Australia, but the report says the grand final is heading to Perth on a deal worth around $650,000. According to the report, Netball Australia has been hit hard financially during the pandemic, and this is a way to secure more cash. The report says the grand final will be sold for the next five years, possibly to different cities, and the players would receive prize money for winning the grand final for the first time. The report says the teams were only told about it this week, and the players are angry angry that they weren't consulted properly. Traditionally, the winner of the major semi-final between the top two teams has hosted the grand final, but that's been different the past two seasons because of COVID. Yeah, everything's changed with COVID, hasn't it? Uh, so with two rounds to go, the Melbourne Vixens are two wins clear of the West Coast Fever. The final would be in Perth anyway if they meet in the major semi and the Fever win. I'll put a link to the report in the show notes for you to check out. 
boxing fans are getting pretty pumped up for the big fight in Melbourne on Sunday between George Kempbosis Jr. and Devin Haney. But Luce, we won't have to wait too long for another big bout involving an Aussie. No, there will be no more dodging and weaving because the World Boxing Organization says undisputed super welterweight champion Jamel Charlo has to fight Aussie Tim Zhu. There's been a lot of speculation about this fight ever since Zhu became the mandatory challenger to Charlo's belt. Now we're just waiting for the details to be locked in by June 20. Charlo has been doing plenty of trash talking, but Sue says this fight will be his Zab Judah moment when he goes for the WBO belt. Sue, of course, is referring to when his dad, Costa Zoo, was sledged by American Zab Judah 21 years ago and then knocked him down in the second round. Luce, I still remember seeing that. I've put a link to it in the episode notes so we can go down memory lane. Uh, look, it's unclear when the fight will be between Zoo and Charlo, but it'll most likely happen in America in October or November. Our tennis fans might have been a bit late to work yesterday because the epic quarterfinal between Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic finished around 9.45 a.m. Eastern time. Nadal got the win in a four-hour classic and loose. There were more hints of retirement from Rafa. Yeah, Nadal has been battling a chronic foot injury and it looks like it's got him weighing up his future. After he beat Djokovic in four sets, Nadal said he's enjoying every day he's playing at Roland Garros and that he'll keep fighting to find a solution for his foot, but at the moment, there isn't one. He did say he's got plenty of energy for the semi-final against number three seed Alexander Zverev and that one will be on tomorrow in Paris. On the women's side of the draw, Iga Shivontek's unbeaten shriek has moved to 33 after she beat American Jessica Pagula in straight sets to move to the semifinals. Yeah, what a streak. She'll now play a Russian at Daria Kasatkina in the semis. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who holds the record for most consecutive wins by a women's player? Help us out, Luce. Well, it ended in the year 2000. So think of the top players back then. Uh, We'll find out the answer at the end of the show. Rugby League will no longer sound the same. Legendary commentator Ray Rabs Warren announced his retirement yesterday after 55 years in the business. Lucy said he had nothing left to prove. And you can see why when you look at his resume. Warren says he used to roll marbles down a hill and commentate it like a horse race when he was a kid from the small town of <laughs> Junie in New South Wales. But he started his professional career in 1966 and went on to call 45 grand finals and 99 state of origin matches. But he also called swimming at three Olympics and called three Melbourne Cups. Social media has been flooded with his most famous lines. Sam, have you got one? Look, there's heaps to choose from, uh, but when he says Marshall skips to the outside for Benji's flick pass in the 2005 grand final one by Mm -hmm. my West Tigers, I still get goosebumps. I've watched it about a thousand times. (laughs) We'll find out who replaces Rabs next Wednesday for State of Origin Game 1 in Sydney. There are some massive sporting events coming up in the States. We've got the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup, and heaps of golf. But there's another annual tournament going on right now and loose. It's got us spellbound. It's got us spellbound, and it's the National Spelling Bee. <laughs> it's back, and the final is on tomorrow. It might not sound like a sport, but the kids and their parents put in 110% and train harder than you think. The spelling bee started back in 1925 and challenges students to spell some outrageous words. Competitors go up on stage one at a time 
get their word and can ask for the definition, the origin and things like that to help them spell it. It's really competitive and it used to be on ESPN up until last year. The winning word in 1940 was therapy, but it's a bit harder these days. Sam, (laughs) your word is Maria. That was the winning word last year. Maria, Maria. Uh, Luce, can I have the origin of the word? It's Latin from a Swedish name. That absolutely doesn't help me. Um, (laughs) I'll go M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. And the only way I know that is because it's written in front of me. (laughs) So I definitely cheated. Uh, These kids are outstanding. Uh, There are 234 spellers this year and the winner gets US $50,000. So it pays to know how to spell. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up. And just as we're about to hit publish this morning, the Socceroos have won their international friendly against Jordan. Girls to Bailey Wright and Awama Bill secured that 2-1 victory. That's a big result because Australia have that elimination World Cup qualifier next week against the UAE. Uh, Luce, what do you got? Quick one from me. Lance Franklin had his appeal dismissed at the tribunal last night, so he's going to miss the Swans match this week against the Demons. And as we said on yesterday's show, Jai Cully, the chicken shop worker, was the number (laughs) one pick in the AFL mid-season draft last night. So he's off to the West Coast Eagles to learn more about Adam Simpson. Yes, and uh, the charcoal chicken days are over for Jai Cully. All right, uh, let's finish the show with the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who has the longest consecutive win streak in women's tennis? Luce, who is it? It ended in the year 2000 and it was a winning streak of 35 and it was by Venus Williams. By Venus Williams and Serena is in second place with 34. Uh, All right, that is us done for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Luce, you and I are going to be back tomorrow. We'll catch you all then. 